Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Go there for the best boots and shoes that you'll ever get uh, for the gym and frankly outside the gym. Use the code Maximus20 uh, for a discount from us to you. And also Nitor Protein, N-I-T-O-R performance.com is the website. Use the code Maximus Podcast and uh, fuel your muscles while we fuel your brain. Today, we have a very special guest, the one and only Lisa Maximus, uh, my wife, um, and an expert in the area of women's training. Um, and uh, we're going to get into some good topics with you. So say hello. Hi. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Lisa. I'm excited to, to finally get you to sit down for the show. I think I'm the first female voice on your podcast. You know, we should probably have you record like a sexy intro. No, I, I know. I need one. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> Welcome so Joe, to the Maximus Podcast. You see, you, you do it so much better than me. <laughs> you do. You actually you actually were telling me a funny story about Lisa uh, today yeah. on, the, on the phone while we were prepping for this thing. So I, I might as well start there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is a true story, 100% true. Uh, and I think it'll be a good uh, a good introduction to why I'm really excited to have Lisa on the show. So years ago, um, I was heading to, um, it was the, the Jim Jones Level 1 seminar back when, uh, when you still worked with Jim Jones. Um, and I, I, offhand, I don't remember the exact date, but I do remember that it was in May, and it was in uh, St. Louis at a, a partner gym down there, because I, I went down there with my buddy Ethan. It was his 40th, uh, and so that was kind of like our way to celebrate. So we didn't know what to expect, um, and we walked into the place, and we saw, oh, like, shit, Bobby Maximus is here. That's cool. Like they, they sent out the big guns to run the seminar. We kind of expected like maybe, I don't know, some low level coach out of, out of St. Louis. Uh, and of course, Lisa was there with him. And my initial thought was like, oh yeah, Mr. UFC brought his bimbo girlfriend along to the seminar, whatever. Uh, but a little while later, Lisa started teaching the nutrition component of that seminar. And I was absolutely floored by it. Um, she, she was like super confident and knowledgeable. And I mean, it just completely like rocked my brain from, from me having this like, sort of like, oh yeah, cute blonde girl in the corner to like, no, like she's seriously legit. Uh, and that really has kind of been, um, I guess our relationship ever since I have a, a deep, deep respect for Lisa as far as her, her ability to share knowledge, um, her confidence in front of a room. Um, and just the, the depth of knowledge that you have. So again, super excited to have you on the show. Thanks. That, that means a lot to me. I, um, education is one of those things that I've always prided myself on, or if someone wants to hit me in my weak spot, like education for me, I, I hold a really, really, really high regard for education. So people who, um, have all the initials at the end of their name or, you know, are well-read and, and well-respected and education for me is a huge thing. So that, that means the world that, um, I come across like that. And I, do a lot of work with for it or with it, with learning and reading and um, mm -hmm. making sure that I know what I'm talking about, you know, and always have um, a knowledge on both sides of every argument that I, you know, bring up and things like that. So it just means a lot that I'm glad I come across like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> At least in my oh. experience. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know, the only thing I took from that, Joe? What was that? Is the next time we're in an argument and I really want to get under her skin. 
<laughs> tell her she doesn't know what she's talking about. No, that's, she's that's, not that's, my, that's my, my spot. Like, you can so, call me any name under the sun. You tell me that, that is, I'm, like, not smart, I, like, cry. Joe, you know how I am when we get competitive and stuff. That's going to be my go-to. Oh, I know. Give him ammo. This is going to turn into, like, some kind of marriage counseling episode. I know it is. Yeah, yeah right? there's nothing wrong with that, Joe. Um, but, you know, on that note, it's funny, Lisa. We want to talk to you about a couple of specific things today to get your opinion on. And I think Joe's story of, of the lead-in is important. Uh, I might be a little biased by saying you're an extremely attractive woman. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would like to think some other people think that as well out there. Um, and obviously, can't see her. You can only see her voice. But you can check out her Instagram at, at Lisa Maximus if you want to have a look, I guess. Um, see, I just promoted you. Oh, thank with you. Your looks. That was good. It was a good slide. <laughs> it was good. But the um, – the, the I guess the thing we want to ask you is today's women's fitness, at least from my perspective, is a lot of TNA. Yeah. Like there's a lot of girls on the Internet. And listen, there are some very respectable female coaches oh, yeah. on there. There are some who, who I, I have a lot of respect for and I learn from some girls that I follow on Instagram who I think are are great. But for every one of those, there seems to be 100 girls in they're they're big chested. They're wearing thongs or g strings and deadlifting ninety five pounds mm-hmm. and peddling fitness advice. Mm-hmm. So, wh- what's your opinion? Like as a as, as a woman in the industry, how, how do I mean? A how does that make you feel? B do you feel bad for all the people that are misled? Like you were talking about a girl's app the other day. We won't throw her name out there because we aren't the kind of podcast to throw people under the no, bus, yeah. but she has millions of subscribers and her Instagram is a cross between porn and I don't know, like something else. It's, it's just porn. Um, Let's just, it's but, just, but yeah. she's got, she's got a ton of followers. Like give us your kind of thoughts on that. As somebody that is educated and trying to be real. It's funny because, um, you and I had this conversation last night and I was talking about women's fitness and it's oftentimes something that I send to a couple of the girls that I train. Cause we all have that same mentality about, um, my job as a coach, I have, I have to say this is trying to unlimit women because there's mm-hmm. this little undertone of like, don't lift anything more than 15 pounds with a dumbbell. Don't put anything more than a 10 pound plate in a bar. Or if you, God forbid, you use a bar, you know, and there's this whole thing about anything over 200 pounds is like, that you can't even fathom as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how, how much work that is to get women out of, you're capable of benching 25 pound dumbbells. You're capable of deadlifting 300 pounds. You're capable of lifting and moving serious weight. And it isn't going to make you bulky because I debunk that the first training session that we go through. Um, and you're, it'll change your body to make your aesthetics look the way you want to look, but it also make you strong, right? This whole idea of being strong, which women do like. We do like to be strong. And the idea is great. It's just un unprogramming our brains of using pink dumbbells. And so I sent, I always send stuff to Rob, the stuff that drives me nuts. Cause I get so agitated. I have to turn Instagram off because I watch these people that, like he said, has have millions of followers and are, are, um, respected and they're using pink dumbbells. They're squatting in a, um, what are those squat racks? That Smith, are, machine. Smith machine mm-hmm. with nothing on the bar. And it's just like, this is women's fit. Oh God, bands around your knees. Do some hip brushes. Bands around your knees. It makes me want to pull my hair out. And these women, by the way, some of them I know lift. These women lift. I one one in particular whom I know who's very strong. She's got over a two hundred and twenty five pound deadlift. All she posts is body weight movements. Hmm. 
And it's like, oh, get a body like me, get a get a butt like me or look like me by these, you know, at home bodyweight workouts. But yet I go in the gym and I do pull ups and I deadlift over 200 pounds and I'm squatting over 200, you know, and so they're actually training on their own, but they're they're selling something else. Right, right. You know, it's easy. It's lightweight. All you need is a band. All you need is rubber bands. And I'm not knocking bands or rubber bands at all. I think that's great accessory work, um, great rehab work. I'm not knocking any of those things. It's just that we're capable of so much more. And it's funny how women want the best in skin products. And we want the best in, you know, our clothes and attire. We want equal pay. We want all these things to be top level and top notch and top end. And then in fitness, we like... Our, our expectation is I want, you know, oh my gosh, I idolize this person because they can do one pull-up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one pu- you idolize someone who can do one pull-up? Like, aren't, aren't, why don't you want the best for your fitness? Like, well, why don't you want to be educated and why don't you want to lift and why don't you want to get strong and be well-rounded? I mean, you're looking at all these men and, and having a more muscular frame is getting more popular for women. And CrossFit did a lot of great things, yeah, I think, yeah. for that. I think it's opening women's eyes to like, hey, like abs look good and delts look good and quads look good, right? Yeah. And so we're kind of transitioning out of this let's be skinny to let's have muscles on our frame, yet we haven't quite learned that you have to lift to get there. You know, it's 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 interesting you say that though with the with the unlimiting. Do you think that these kind of girls that I, I I'm not going to say they put out fake workouts, but they're obviously not putting out their program. Right. They're doing it for a reason because it sells. A hundred percent. Right. Like, like I, I, I'd like to tell you, I try to be as authentic as possible. And I know you do as well, Joe. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of guided by the likes sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like if, if, if something I'm doing is working on social media, maybe I do more of it. And, and I get that. Um, but do you feel it, it, it really misguides people? Is that more of the issue you have or is it more of like, Yes, I think it just narrows our scope of like what women's fitness is. I'm like women's fitness isn't just bands and pink five pound dumbbells. Like you're you're you need to aspire to more. That is like intro fitness. That shouldn't be called women's fitness. It should be called intro fitness. But it's, and it applies to everybody. Yeah, but it's what they're all doing. It's actually funny on that note. I have a story for you today. Two of my girls that I train at Blender Bottle, we did a push up death by push up ladder. Mm-hmm. So you do one in the first minute, two in the second, three in the third. Both of them got to 14. Nice. But I had a like, kind of an epiphany that I was going to tell you and actually worked out that this podcast, I've never let them believe it's okay to do push-ups from your knees. Right. I've never told them that like they're bad at push-ups because they're girls. Mm-hmm. Like they're expected to get the same numbers as the guys. Yeah. And it was funny because both of them, Joe, were disappointed that they got four. <laughs> and, and I asked Caitlin, I said, how many girls work at Blender Bottle? She's like maybe 100. I go, how many girls out of those hundred do you think can do a set of 10 push-ups, rest 30 seconds, do a set of 11, rest 30 seconds, do a set of 12, yeah. rest 30 seconds, 13, 14? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll bet you there's three girls here that can maybe do five proper push-ups. Maybe. Maybe. Like, maybe, but that that kind of shows you that they're in the right environment. Oh, I, I totally agree, but that's why I love what we do. Like, I love the realness, Joe, of what you do and Rob, what you do. And, you know, I have this whole thing about women don't do push-ups off your knees. Mm-hmm. That is not a woman's – this first – I feel it's a little sexist. Like, get on your knees and do push-ups. <laughs> like, I never, I never thought of that, Lisa, but holy cow, it, I am it, totally stealing that now. 
Yes, but is, am I wrong? Like, get on your knees and do put. Like, it's just one of those things. That I'm like, I will not get on my knees. Yeah. You know, and there's other ways to learn it. You shouldn't learn to do push-ups on your knees. It's a terrible, terrible habit. And you never learn to do a push-up from doing them on your knees. You got to get off your knees. But we're strong enough to do it as long as we're taught the right way. You know, and so it's just that I think a little bit is laziness in the fitness industry, fitness industry altogether. A little bit because women aren't expected to do a push-up. We're not expected to do a pull-up. We're not expected to be able to lift heavy weight. And so we're never pushed that way. We're not talked. No one talks to us about it. And we have misconceived notions about lifting is going to make us bulky or masculine, um, which is completely untrue, especially when you look at relative body weight. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like, oh, you think you're going to look like a dude if you're deadlifting 200 pounds when dudes are deadlifting much more than that. So it's just like, I don't know, a misled, misconceived thing. So another question, a follow up question, and I want to take you to task on something. Yeah. Do you think in some regard, though, women are their own worst enemy with yes, this? Yes, 100%. The, the reason I say that, Joe, is it's funny because we were looking through some of these uh, Instagram starlets mm-hmm. yesterday. And it's funny because, like, they're trying to be sexy, like making sex faces, making yeah. noises, wearing, yeah. like, kind of sexy clothes. But it seems to me it's not aimed at guys. It's, it's aimed at women. Right. Like, right. It's, like I'm, not, I'm not the pervert that's on my Instagram looking at this girl. Like, if I want that, I, I can go to numerous, I guess, internet websites or something like that. But <laughs> it's, like, aimed at women. So you, you see some of these women who have 8 million followers – 7.5 million of them are women. Yes, 100%. But women get they, they gravitate towards that as well. And, yeah. and the way I see it is the market demands what you post. Well, like if I, I told you, Lisa, you're into education, but if I told you our family is going to make $20 million if you wear lingerie and right. yeah. you know deadlift online, I I'm, I'm I don't know, $10 million, I'd make you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. No, I agree with you 100 percent. I do think we're our own worst enemies. And, and women kind of know this when we get dressed up. And um, there are certain outfits that I know you like as my husband. And, you know, I know what it make, does to my frame when I know you like it. And there's other outfits that I know my girlfriends would like, like whether it's trendy or stylish or it might not be sexy, but it's super trendy. And so it's funny how like we know we're certain outfits we wear when we go out with our girlfriends and certain outfits we go out with our husbands or you if you want male attention or if you, you kind of know the clothing options that that do that. And so it's you know, there's another thing about uh, being skinny and how when women talk about it and behind closed doors, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of women about this whole wanting to be a size zero or a size two mm. when we all kind of agree that men don't like a size zero or a size two. Like almost 100% of women that I speak to is like, my husband likes me a little more or a little fuller, right? With a yeah. with bigger butt or bigger breast, whatever, a, l- a little fuller in the waist. Like he doesn't need me to be a size two. So where does this need to be a size two or a size zero come from? And really it's from women. Because like, I don't, I can't remember the last time I talked to a man who wanted to see a woman, no a woman's one. thigh gap. Right, like, yeah. look, my wife, she's got the biggest yeah. thigh gap. No it's one. so sexy. <laughs> I mean, that's just not, men don't talk about how, you know, God, you see this girl, my girlfriend, she's really skinny. I mean, it's just not ever a conversation that comes up. Most of the time, men like the women a little on the curvy side. And women do know that. And so we kind of laugh about why we do it to ourselves and put this pressure on ourselves when we really do care about our husband's opinion more than anybody else's, but yet we still want to be, there's like a, this unconscious need or almost jealousy when you scroll through Instagram 
And there's these models that are five foot 11 and wearing Dolce and Gabbana or, you know, Versace dresses that just are, you know, gorgeous on at the Golden Globes. And you think like, God, I wish I looked like her. And it's skinny. Victoria's Secret models, Rob and I argue about this all the time. He's like, you know, Victoria's Secret models are a little curvier. I was like, my jaw dropped. I said, what? No, I'm I'm with you on that, Lisa. I actually have a theory about Victoria's Secret models and most models in general. And the theory is when clothing designers are actually designing the clothes, they have them on hangers, right? Yeah. So they're like on a a mannequin that's basically just a hanger. And so when they want to present the dress, they need models who as closely as possible look like a hanger. Yeah. You are 100% correct. And so, and by the way, how many Victoria's Secret models are there? 15, 20, something like whatever, 12, 15, 20, however many. Those are the 12 or 20 most beautiful, unique, unicorn, snowflake women who are that tall with a chest, whether they're real or not, whatever, and, and, you know, a butt and shape, but they're still thin and they're just uh, stunning women. But there's only 20 of them in the world. You know what I mean? Women that actually look like that and they're posted everywhere. So everyone thinks they need to be 5'11 and look like that when that's just not our frame. But the funny thing is you're talking to the difference between guys and girls and Joe, you can chime in here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's all based on face for men. Like body. Yeah. No, this is, I, I think women discount this a lot, but men really are attracted to faces more than anything. Like eyes yeah. and face. But that's what yeah. my point about the Victoria's Secret models are, they are, oh. those are the 20 women that have both. But right. most women aren't built like that, but yet that's the standard we're holding ourselves to. And I had a conversation with one of my um, women that I coach about this exact topic. And she was looking at girls' frames that are much taller than her. And I was like, you're five foot one and you have an amazing frame. But you're a mate, you're a 10 to some people where this, this other with Giselle Bunchen is a 10 to other people. It doesn't make just because you're not 5'11 and have that exact frame doesn't make your frame any less desirable. It's just a different frame. You have to dress differently for it. You carry your weight differently, which again, isn't a bad thing. It's just different. It's like apples and oranges. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say that apples are better than oranges or oranges are better than apples are just two different things. And so I think we compare ourselves to one um, avenue or one way of beauty when it's a lot deeper than that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I agree with you with it being the face. And I don't think that you look at a girl who's five foot one and has a different frame and thinks she's any less sexy. Well, it's funny too. I think that works in reverse too. Like you can get into it as a guy that like, I have to have a six pack, mm-hmm. but for most girls, six pack it's abs, it's not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's plenty of guys that seem to do all right for themselves with the ladies that are not built or jacked Mm-mm. but you know what i mean so but i'm not gonna lie you're the first person that i've ever been with that's been jacked yeah i've never it's... dated a muscular guy before you i've never cared about that it's more about a person I, i'm one of those cliche it's about <laughs> personality but it really is for me but about it really personality. is other, i, I gotta get my cool. wife on here to chime in because she didn't marry a guy that was jacked either okay <laughs> <laughs> that didn't but happen until later You'll hear it's it's funny, like like even with women, you'll we've talked about this before, you'll hear them describe they're a guy. Yeah. And it's like, I met this 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 guy, he's a doctor and he's hot. Yeah. Or I met a a lawyer and he's hot. It's like, was he hot because he's a doctor? Mm. Or like if you met him bagging groceries at Target, would you say the same thing? Like I think women are more into image. Mm-hmm. Uh job success. See, I don't know about that. I, it's more about personality, like money. I love being, I love learning from my partner. Like the biggest thing for me in a relationship is getting something out of that relationship. 
So I love meeting someone who's cultured and intelligent and I can have interesting conversations with someone who isn't necessarily a yes man, but will give me their opinion. And then you can share your opinion and have these wonderful discussions about life topics. And that's really, so for me, if it's a dating, I'm dating a doctor, which I never have, but if I did, it wouldn't be because he's a doctor. It would be because he's educated. No, but when you and there's hear something people, about that that is attractive. Yeah, but it's not the body is the point. No, it is and not the body. So you get, you get these women that, it's, it's kind of funny. Like they want to be skinny for themselves. Like it's not really for other guys. Right? It's some it's true. innate need inside that it's like, I've got to be skinny, but for who and for what? But that's where I go to. So when I was talking about unlimiting women and talking about body image stuff, because this is like a huge part of my fitness regimen with the women that I coach. And I teach a women specific seminar covering this stuff is why do we do this? Where does it come from? Because I suffered from anorexia for years, mm. trying to be this certain size and shape of what I thought was, I don't, perfection to everybody else. Whether it was my idea of perfection, I didn't even care what my idea of perfection was. It was what I thought everybody else thought was perfect and I needed to look like that. And so I did everything in my power to undereat and overtrain and, you know, whatever to, to look a certain way. And it wasn't until I started fixing other aspects of my life, really looking at how I was raised and my relationship with my family and um, just some of the abuse that I went through younger, which I, we all have been through forms of abuse. So I'm not saying that I was beaten every day. I just mean, you know, the comments that were made when I was younger and um, expectations that were held on me and all those things. Um really affected every aspect of my life, even the way that I looked at myself. And I didn't think it was going to come from that. I didn't know that that's where it came from. Like I was like, no, 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 no. It's just, I want to look a certain way. Um, you know, but really it had a lot more to do with loving myself or accepting mm -hmm. who I am and knowing that people will accept me no matter what I look like. And that was a big deal. Like coming over that, getting over that hurdle and learning that about myself was a really big deal. So one of the things that I noticed, because I think this is a good lead into kind of our next topic, is one of the things that I think also helped you, because I've had a front row view to your change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, a fairly abusive childhood, some mean things said to you, some hurtful things that have affected you. Mm -hmm. um, and you did a lot of self-work to uh, try to get over that in your relationship with your dad and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think really helped you through that process was having a goal in your training, doing goal-directed training, instead of just sitting around and meditating and thinking and talking to a therapist and things like that. Like I noticed a big change for you when deadlifting 300 pounds was more important than looking good. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And like, I think that's really when I realized <clears throat> how transformative training can be, like how fitness really does um, intertwine with your your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I used to train at Jim Jones back, back in the day, um, and I would try to hit all these standards and, and I was rowing and I was in cardiovascular work. And there was at one point my, my training schedule, Joe was, I would run five miles in the morning. I'd go to my class at Jim Jones. I would do a two hour interval weight training, like an IWT mm -hmm. mixed with some lifting or whatever. I'd come home in the middle of the day. I'd take a 20 mile bike ride, go back and teach my evening class, train with my evening class again, doing some sort of lifting, breathing situation and then walk my dog at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think I logged a hundred hours in a month. Yeah. We, we had an argument once worst. about how much she was training. It was like 28 hours a week. I was like, yes. Oh, don't think you overtrained. But when you finally got the power lifting, it was kind of like you couldn't do that anymore. Well, what happened was I wasn't very good at anything. Yeah. 
Like I didn't, I, my, it's not like I had some astronomically awesome row time or some really big deadlift. Like I remember my deadlift, I remember PRing my deadlift at 250 and I was on top of the world thinking it was so cool. You know, when it was in the scheme of things, 250 is such a low deadlift. Um, but where I come from and women's fitness, I'm under the impression that that was, you know, you're a superstar if you can deadlift that. And so once I actually had my son, I had Jax, um, I wasn't able to do cardiovascular work because it was affecting my milk supply. And I was, so I was just lifting, which I, by the way, love. I've always had this little like soft spot in my heart for deadlifts. And I've always wanted a 300 pound deadlift. I used to make a joke that if I could deadlift 300, I would mic drop and quit training altogether because <laughs> I thought it was just so cool. You know, I didn't know anyone who could do that. Right, right. So when I got into lifting, I looked at Rob and I was like, you know, when I was getting onto the breastfeeding thing with Jax and I looked at him and I was like, you know, I really, I really don't want to breathe anymore. Like I don't like it. Like I don't like sitting on a rower. I hate it. It gives me anxiety. It kind of induces a panic attack for me because I've, I've suffered from panic attacks my whole life. And it kind of mimics that feeling. I just don't like it. I was like, can I just lift? He's like, yeah, it's a, it's actually a sport called powerlifting. And sure as shit, I think it was within that, that week or a week later, he got a call from Westside Barbell and he goes, yeah, I think I might go to Westside Barbell. And I just screamed. I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. He was like, for real? I was like, no, for, I'm going. You, you have to take me. You put me in your suitcase. I don't care. I'm going there. You're not going without me. And poor Rob, I had to call them and be like, so, hey, can my, my wife come with me? She's like a total Westside Barbell, you know, geek. And they were so nice and let me come with him. Like, sure, that's fine. And I got to work with Louis uh, two days and wow. he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, everyone there, Tom and Jason, I just, I like very much, um, love that group of people and, um, respect and admire them, all of them. But I, I, that was when it started and I fell in love with lifting. And like Rob said, I was no longer able to do all that, what we call junk intensity. Right. Right. And I realized how junk that intensity was, you know, and so lifts started going up and the more I lifted, the more I loved it. And so that was that. And I, I transformed myself from training what three times a day to training once a day, four days a week. Yeah. But we, yeah. we also talked about that where for a while you're doing three hour sessions. Right. Right. But one of my things, Joe, was, you know, you still weren't eating enough. Right. And we had like a very frank talk about and this could, you know, relate to hopefully a lot of guys and girls listening out there. You don't feel yourself right. You cannot get better. Right. Yep. So one of the biggest challenges were, I mean, I think we had an argument about it and we'll talk about like husband and wives training and coaching each other and stuff. But it was like, you know, I'm working, I'm spending these hours, I'm putting in time, I'm not getting better. It's like, well, you, you, I think I told you, you didn't care enough and you were not happy about that. <laughs> no one thinks that we, um, if anyone's listening to the and, podcast, no one likes that. And, and she's like, well, what do you mean? I don't care. And I'm like, well, if you cared, you'd have food in your hand right now. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, I wrote an article once that said, if you're not eating while you read this, you really don't want to be that big or strong. Mm -hmm. Like that's the reality. And, and for you, it like the eating had to change too. Cause there was a point you're eating 900 calories a day, a thousand calories way, yeah, way, a day. Way back in the day. But when I started you know? powerlifting, I was, had, I had a good like 2,500 calories you a day up. and my body fat was kept going down. The muscle mass kept going up, yeah. but not in a remarkable way. Like it needed, I needed more, no, it's right? Like I needed need, more. You need 3,700 a day. And she's like, well, no, I don't need that much. And I'm like, well, we, well, we, it's funny. Cause when we did that weight gain contest, I think you talked about it in the last podcast or two podcasts ago. And you were saying how I started at 136 and ended at 138. I ended at 131. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, Joe, like I actually lost weight on that yeah. program, not to make myself sound worse, <laughs> but I had no idea. But if you, if you have like it's just simple math, right? Joe, yeah. like if you 
Lisa, we did this. We talked about this. Lisa, I was like, I'm eating enough calories. It's like, well, you, if that's true, you would, one yeah. of two things would happen. You would put on muscle or you'd put on fat. You'd yeah. get heavier. Right. Like, I don't care that you think 3,500 a day is enough because there was a point you were having 3,500 a day and you're like, no, no woman needs that. I'm like, well, if you're eating 3,500 a day and still not gaining, and still weight. Not gaining weight, mm-hmm. yeah. you are not eating enough. It's pretty simple math. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Because he even said that. He was like, stop logging. Who fucking cares about your log at this point? Mm-hmm. You're obviously not eating enough because I'm like, I'm eating this many calories. He's like, I don't care. If you're not gaining, you're not doing enough. And so that was just fat. really hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, Jesus, how much more do I need to eat? I'm eating morning, noon, and night. <laughs> I'm making these a thousand calorie shakes. And I'm having and I'm, you know, I come from this anorexia paleo land of I don't eat carbs, I mm-hmm. only eat clean food. But- to eating burgers and fries and thinking that was going to be enough, right? Well, I yeah. had a burger today and a fry today. <laughs> and, you know, and I had a good breakfast and I can have a salad for dinner and that's good, right? No. Like it was about really packing on the calories and which was very, very hard for me. But easier to – I mean you'll see more progress doing that. And I'm going to say this a very specific way just to probably elicit reactions from people out there. But – Better worrying about like eating more food than what your fat ass looks like in jeans. Like, <laughs> no, you're not, do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's it's kind of like no, I got to eat more. I got to eat more. At least you're chasing a goal that like I've got to feel good for my workout, or I've got to yeah. lift three hundred pounds or four hundred pounds versus some objective thing on how you're going to look in a pair of jeans or but a dress. That's what happened? Nobody cares, right? That's what right. happened. Is the more I started eating the better, the more my body started changing to what I wanted it to look like all those years of anorexia, right? Like I wanted to sit back. I wanted to see my capped shoulders. I wanted quads. And all of a sudden I started looking in the mirror and I I have capped shoulders and striations through my chest and a six pack. And and for the first time abs. And I had had abs for the first time in my life. Uh, Eating that many calories and even with a little bit of a higher body fat because at one point my body fat was around 13% and when I was powerlifting it was more more around 21 on a DEXA which makes you a little higher than any of the other um, ways to measure body fat but that being said I was – I looked better at 21% body fat than I did at 13 or more fit like more jack and so I loved that but I um, really learned a lot about – The way women view this, because I'm guilty of it, but when I tell women what my goal is to gain weight, I mean, every single woman that if I ever coach or talk to, you know, I'm like, well, I'm on a a mass gain program. I'm trying to gain weight. It's like their eyes bulge out of their head and they're like, what do you mean? Why? And I'm like, well, it's sports specific. And so that I think is even a hard thing for Hmm. um, women to understand going back to like the whole Fitzbo thing and the, you know, bands and five pound dumbbells is that having a goal with fitness and actually aspiring to accomplish something in the fitness world. Like for me, it's a 500 pound deadlift. It's a 500 pound back Mm -hmm. squat. It's a 350 pound bench. Those are my goals and I have to eat to get there. But even just saying that to a woman, it's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, imagine if I put, you know, a pound on my my each leg and a pound in my glute and a pound in my shoulder and a pound in my abs. I mean, if I just gained five to six pounds of muscle, that would help me. And they're like, oh, I, I get, okay, okay. I, I, they see it. They understand what I'm yeah. saying. But like, why would anyone ever want to gain weight? Right, oh, right. My God. I, you know, I'm like, I, oh my I, God. I had a, a conversation with a, a woman who was gym shopping back when I owned the, uh, the mm-hmm. CrossFit gym. And I had just asked her, you know, what is your, what's your goal? And she said, I need to lose 30 pounds. 
And I just, it, it just kind of struck me. I don't know if it was the way she said it or whatever. And I was like, why 30? Why that number? And right. she's like, well, I just, I want to get down to 130 pounds. And I just asked her, I said, would you rather have the body of your dreams, but weigh 200 pounds or to look exactly the same, but hit 130? Right. And she's well, just and, like, I, I, your- I guess I'd, I'd rather gain the weight. And I was like, good, throw your scale out. We need to change your well- goal. <laughs> But see, that's exactly it. I had the exact same conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, what if I could take five pounds of fat off you and put five pounds of muscle on you and you'd weigh the same, but you'd look completely different. Mm -hmm. That's what all these people are trying to tell me. And I've heard this from so my girlfriend's a bodybuilder and says the same thing to me. And I'm like, but yet you're not doing anything to change it. Mm -hmm. You're still stuck in this place of eating 500 calories a day, doing 16 stupid fitness class. I have a boot camp on Monday and And I ran, I ran five miles every morning. I did three workouts yesterday, but yet they can't find the time to food prep. Yeah. But yet can't find time to, you know, take care of their kid. It's like, I I don't understand how you can fit three workout programs in one day, but you don't have time to prep your food. No, but the funny, the funny thing about that too, though, Joe, is weight is just an imaginary number. Yeah. Yeah. Like the reason I say that is I was actually talking to a guy, uh, there's a guy Cesaro in the WWE and I was training with him, um, in Salt Lake City, he came by my buddy Tommy's gym, uh, you CrossFit. And we were talking about weight. And he was saying that looks were more important to him than weight because he weighed whatever he told you he weighed. Right. He's like, he's like, if I tell you I weigh 220, will you believe me? And I kind of sized him up. I'm like, yep. He goes, what about 240? And I kind of looked at him and I'm like, yep. Yeah. yeah I mean, I wouldn't question it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you weigh whatever you want to tell people you weigh. So I could be on the internet telling people I'm 230 or 255 or 270. No one's going to question me on it. Yeah. And I think it goes the same thing for a woman. Like mm-hmm. if, if, and I don't know if, if, if Rihanna said she weighed 130, I'd look at her and be like, okay, you're 130. Mm-hmm. I don't know how tall she is. I don't know. I just see her on right. Instagram. Yeah. She told me she was 140. I'd be like, yeah, she's 140. She told me she was 127. I guess you're 127. Like, I don't feel like we walk around with scales. And mm-hmm. Lisa, you tell me on our first date, you're like, oh, I'm 132 pounds. You better step on the scale. Because <laughs> if you're like, it just you're doesn't. You're 136. I'm not going to hang out I'm with you. I'm not going to hang out with yeah. you. Like, it doesn't work like that. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a weird imaginary number that people get obsessed with. Yeah. But I tell people like, and it's the same thing for guys, Joe. Guys want to be heavier. Yeah. Like something about like the number 200 pounds. And like, six well, foot, right? What yeah. If you yeah. Were, yeah. Always six, six foot. Six foot. Yeah. What if you were, what if you were 175 pounds, but looked like Jason Statham, for right. example, Yeah. who has a great physique? Like, would you be okay with that? And the person's like, well, yeah, I guess. But they get obsessed with being bigger. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't always uh, come across that way. Now we talked a little bit, Lisa, about, you and I talking about that you don't care, well, you know, when you weren't eating enough. And we had a relationship where I trained you at one point mm-hmm. that did not end well, Joe. I, <laughs> I, was, I think it's the only time in my life I've been fired. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of guys that listen to our podcast and a lot of girls as well. And training as a couple's not easy. Joe, no. you said something to me that if you want your gym to be successful, you do not sleep with your clients and you do not train your girlfriend. That's right. I think, and, and I, I agree. <laughs> girlfriend could be girlfriend could be so, wife in that yeah. case. That's, so those that's are the they, golden rules, right there. You know, wait, what was your? Tell me your one again. Repeat the one about if you train yourself, you have a bad coach, and if you're yeah, a stupid dumber yeah. client, the person who trains themselves has an idiot for a coach, an even bigger idiot for a client. 
Yeah, I yeah. love that. I was like, God, that's brilliant. So we've we've had some uh, rocky times trying to work with each other in the gym, mm -hmm. and and I would say it's really hard for us, especially because we're both experts, right? And and I, I don't want to try to big up ourselves or anything, but <laughs> no, no, our, no. Go ahead, Bobby. This is your <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, fitness, fitness is our life. And Joe, you and I could get into the same relationship mm -hmm. because you're an expert. And and the the reality is, with three, I'm going to say coaches sitting here, we could all train the same person, and we could all decide to do it completely different ways, and we could see the same result. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the reality. And arguably we'll all do it differently. And we'll all yes. do it differently because yeah. we have our own likes and dislikes and backgrounds and things like that. But when you get into a couple trying to train together, you end up going into what we call the couple zone where I'm not Bobby Maximus to Lisa anymore. Right. I'm Rob. Yep. It's like, what do you know? And she's not Lisa Maximus to me. She's Lisa. So it's kind of like, you know, Joe, I would give her my opinion on something. She's like, well, I think you said one time. It was one of the funniest things ever. You'll like this, Joe. I don't know why people would pay to listen to the <laughs> seminar anyway. And I was like, what did you just say to me? Yeah, I don't know who you are why anyone would listen to you. I'm like, I, we're done here. Like, I don't even know. But this is what happens in couples, and it's very normal. I would, I would think. I have a buddy who's a lawyer whose wife tries to tell him how he should practice law because she watched Law & Order once. Like, it's yeah, something yeah. – that happens. So Lisa, what advice would you give if you're a, you're a person listening and you want to get your partner involved in fitness? What kind of advice would you have? Don't work with them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't you know? do it. Don't get sucked into it. Honestly, here's, I think <laughs> if I was going to diagnose my and your issue with it, because we are both expert, both you and I are, do focus on different things when we coach. In fact, you call me into some of your classes to help coach certain things yep. where I'd call you in to help coach some of the things on my, and for my clients. Mm -hmm. So we have two different kind of expertise areas, which I think make us a really great team. That being said, I like to use you for that reason. I like to use you to cover my blind spots because we all have a bias. Mm -hmm. Like Joe said, you have an idiot for a coach and even dumber, you know, client. And so I don't like, I might, I have biases. I have biases that I don't work too hard. I don't work hard enough. That's what I think. I, I think I don't work hard enough and I'm capable of more. When the truth is I need to rest and recover. Otherwise I can't perform. Right. But I will always look at myself and put myself um, and push myself harder than I think I need to be pushed. So I need Rob to help scale me back mm -hmm. and help tell me I need to eat more and be that person that sees my blind spots. But that being said, I also need my husband. Right. So I need my husband to say, Hey, 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 uh, did you see that PR today? Like, wasn't that, wasn't that cool? He's like, you have more. Mm. And I'm like, can't you just say, be nice to me? Like, can't you give me one compliment? You know, because yeah. I just want my husband to think I'm cool. Right. I, may, I need my coach to be hard on me. I like that. But I also want my husband to be, to, you know, think I'm cool and, and give me a kiss and say good job and I'm proud of mm. you and, you know, you're doing really well and I've noticed how much progress you've made. And Rob can be really tough. He's not that kind of coach. Joe, that does not, not sound like me at all. <laughs> Rob is a tough coach. He doesn't like to baby you. He doesn't like to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. and he's very honest. And sometimes when it's seven o'clock at night and I want to complain about how I've been eating all day and I can't eat anymore, he has zero sympathy. Right, right. Which is a great coach, but a terrible husband. <laughs> so I don't have anyone that I can complain to. And so that's when I just get bitter and I'm like, yeah, I don't like you and you're, you don't know. And, you know, you get mad. And I think that's oftentimes what happens is we get into the gym, 
which is a vulnerable spot, right? Yeah, you have yeah. to be, you have to want to expose those weaknesses. You have to want to, to be open enough to, for someone to come in and tell you you're not doing it right. And so when you go to the gym with your husband and, or your boyfriend for that matter, and you know, he's like, all right, let's going to do some pushups. And you just realized you can't do a pushup. Mm-hmm. You feel stupid. You don't want your boyfriend to think that, you know, you don't work out or you're not strong or, you know, it's, you don't want to look weak in front of someone you're trying to impress. Right, I feel right. like, and not that we're all trying to impress our significant others, but there is a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want your significant other to think that you're good at stuff and capable and I think that exposing those things in a gym setting to someone can be very vulnerable. And so people oftentimes, I think, get into fights about it. And women don't want to be told by their boyfriend that they're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And men don't want to be told by a woman, let me tell you. (laughs) Men don't want to be told by a woman you're doing it wrong either. Um, It's kind of of the thing you told me a story the other day about there's there's a couple guys, Joe, that Lisa tried to give instruction to. Yeah. Mm. And they didn't like it. Uh, at and, all. And, they she's, like it at and all. she's like, well, why, why don't you think they liked it? I'm like, well, babe, you forgot how to act around men. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you just kind of got to bat your eyes and smile and tell them, they <laughs> and, you know, rub their bicep a little bit and then ask them about what car they drove to the mm-hmm. gym that day. And kind of like, you know, there's this whole thing about like, you know, Joe, you've probably been there. It's like, I'm under the sink, like doing the plumbing. And Lisa's like, well, why don't you try this? That's the last thing I want to hear at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, listen, babe, go, go away. Mm-hmm. You know, and I find that happens with working out where it's like, you can kind of step on each other's toes, even if you're not coaches, mm-hmm. it turns into a critique of what somebody's doing exactly versus it. like, yeah, yeah. if Lisa tells me about something, I have no idea, but I'm like, oh, that's great, honey. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, versus like, well, why didn't you do this way? Why didn't you do it this way? And with working out, that gets tough because, as I said, there's a million different ways to do things. I mean, yeah. I've had to censor myself talking to Lisa because I'll walk in and you're training three of your girls mm-hmm. and you've got them doing skull crushers, mm-hmm. bench press, mm-hmm. uh, shoulder press, lat pull downs. And sometimes I'll be honest with you, I think like, oh, well, she's in powerlifting. Why does she have these girls powerlifting? Like they need to do this. Mm. And I've got to check myself because it's like, well, if you asked me if they're getting a good training program, I'd say yes. I trust you to teach my classes. Yeah. Uh, they're seeing a great result. Mm-hmm. But it's like I want to critique it. Do you know what I mean, Joe? Yeah. Why aren't these women lifting pink dumbbells with bands around their knees? What are you yeah, doing? Why are they doing I want to see women on the ground <laughs> but, with their hips in the air. <laughs> Joe, oh, Joe. See, I, I, I walk into we, – we have like a, a functional fitness room at the gym that oh, I train oh, now. Oh, and I walk one. in there Please and there's some the lady in there just – just humping a ball or whatever she's yes, doing. Like, man, oh my yes. God. I can't. That's my biggest issue. I'm like, I can't. I'm like, you all, there's this, okay. If anyone has the ability right now to go on your phone and Google search, call oh. on me by Eric Perez. It is oh, a Eric, techno. Eric Prides. Eric Prides. How are you saying? P-R-Y-D-Z. It's a Z. No, what is it in the United States? A Z or a Z? Z, I can confuse you. It's a Z in the rest of the world. Okay, so go watch this this music video. It is the epitome of fitness in today's world. (laughs) I'm trying to find ways to post this on my Instagram. Hey, Joe. Joe, can I can I give you some advice? Yeah. Don't watch it with Megan. (laughs) Watching porn for sure. Of looking at the TV and like. Like if you tilt your head and she'll be like, what are you trying to do? Get a better angle on the television? Don't watch this with her. Because it's like, what the hell am I watching? Like this is. No, I thought it was fake. I was like, no, this is like an SNL version of the video. And I was like, no. No, I showed her. I'm like, no, this is the video that was put out because this is what. By the way, let me just say one thing. 
I really like the video. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really like it. I watched the whole thing multiple times, but it is a, it's funny. It's like really, really for me, if anyone wants to know what I think about the fitness industry the women's fitness industry, that's what I think of women's fitness so, industry. So you're a guy out there mm-hmm. and, and we've kind of talked about, there's a lot of bullshit from in women's fitness mm-hmm. and you're a guy that wants to get your wife involved in fitness. Mm-hmm. What, what are the first steps? Because I think it can be one of the things that I love about us is that we run a gym together. Yeah. We share a similar passion. It's awesome when we go on trips, Joe, because I'm allowed to work out, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Like, or and you're same, allowed to work same. out. We can, yeah, we, we very much respect each other's together. Yeah. Um, it, it, I like that our family's involved in that. Like, I don't think we've ever had an argument over like, hey, I'm going to the gym tonight. No. It's like, no. Like, the only get argument it. we get in is like, well, I want to go too. No, no, you know, no. The argument that we get in the most is, I really want to help you with your deadlifting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that is Lisa, true. I've, I've been in the same spot with Rob for a long time. I'm with you there. Like, We're going to have like a deadlift please, intervention for Rob we, when I'm out there. Can we just have a sit down and be like, please <laughs> fix these uh, seven different things? And in all fairness, Rob does tell me. He's like, you know what, babe? Like, it's about jujitsu right now. And if I wanted to fix my deadlift, you'd be the first person I'd go to. Yeah, so true. you respect me in that regard. No, and and like, like, I, think his, I think his leg is like, actually held together with like some chewing gum and maybe a Super bit of death yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. I don't even know how he does it I've never <laughs> seen anybody else be able to break down that much and still complete a lift I'm like I that's amazing it's a problem Joe this is what happens when you don't have an ACL MCL or LCL anymore yeah, so but... see, he's held together with just grit and determination. It's it's <laughs> Which inspiring. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Funny, I just want to fix it before it gets hurt. <laughs> funny enough, I have a very expensive carbon graphite and titanium brace downstairs that I'm supposed to use mm. for all forms of exercise <laughs> for the rest of my life. And Lisa, how long have we been together? Four or five years. How many times have you seen that brace? Once. But I don't, I don't think, think it fits your legs anymore. I don't even I think, think she knows it exists. It I was think like legs are fitted, too Joe. It was like, man, if you're going to walk, you need this thing. Um, but what advice would you give like a like a like a guy trying to get his wife into fitness? I mean, it could be vice versa, but and I think it's probably more sensitive a woman. Here's, here's what I do think cuz I agree with what you're saying and I hear what you're saying. I think that it's one of those things that number one, a lot of times women get, women get pushed in the back of the gym. So like, yeah. well, I'm going to here and I'm going to do bench press. Uh, here's some fives. Go over there and do some, you know, some seated presses and some lat pull downs. We want to do what you're doing. Lighten the weight. Obviously I don't need mm-hmm. to do the same weight you're doing, but like teach me like how to squat, like yeah. put a bar on my back and teach me how to squat. Like teach me how to bench. You know, I, again, I don't have to use the same weight as you do, but I don't really want to go to the gym with my boyfriend and do something completely different. Right. Like, Oh, you're kind of like, the one that's not capable. So you're going to go over here with like this dumbbell and this machine, and I'm going to go over here and get a real workout. I think that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I get bored and disinterested. Okay. What, so- what, what, what would you say to the, to the girl who says, well, I just don't want everybody staring at me. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree that it happens. And it wasn't until I became a coach and I don't know if I got resting bitch face or what, but when I first started going to the gym before I was a coach, men would approach me. I don't know, six or seven times in every workout telling me everything I was doing was wrong. Hmm. I was let pull down wrong. I was on a machine that I was looking at the picture and doing it like identical to the picture. And some dude would have to walk up and touch my back and tell me how I was doing it wrong. So hmm. there is a little bit of like this. Can I ask a question? Uh huh. Back to the whole Instagram thing, where you wearing a bra and a thong? No, I was never. <laughs> I just did not do that. Because in all there, fairness, there is there is a meme that goes around the internet. It's called the "Don't Stare at Me" starter pack, uh-huh. and it's like a thong, <laughs> a bra, like a makeup brush, 
And like, it's like a girl bent over with cleavage and it's like, don't stare at me when I'm at yeah, the gym. I will, I will <laughs> say it just observationally being at the gym, the girls that are wearing like the Lululemon, you know, the hot new yoga pants and are over there squatting are getting stared at. The girl who's wearing like the champion shorts and the ripped up t-shirt, nobody's yep. staring at her. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big part of it too, is like is how you dress. But at the same time, women should be able to wear whatever the hell they oh, want. Agreed. Without getting 100% agreed. You know what I mean? But I think it's this thing of like the gym is men's territory. And when women are in there, we're up to literally everyone's observation. And so oftentimes women's biggest, I think, crutch to go to a Globo gym is I and, and I have been there. We are sitting there going, oh, my God, am I doing this right? Am I, am I doing this right? Like I'm doing a seated press. Like how far down am I supposed to take the dumbbells? And am I supposed to sit up straight? Or am I, am I, am I, my hands supposed to be forward or, or, or my palms are supposed to be forward or, or, or like, am I supposed to be standing or sitting? I mean, it is confusing if you're not a gym goer. Well, right. And, and so I think that's why it's fun to train alongside your, your boyfriend or your husband or whatever, because there's a little safety net there of like, if right. you're doing what they're doing, you don't feel like you're doing it wrong. You know, especially if they're helping you out. But at the same time, I don't want to be put down either. Mm -hmm. So there's this really even place of a supportive husband. Like, don't try to be my coach if you're not a coach. Like, let's say I'm I'm just a general person who wants to get my I'm a, I'm a guy who wants to get my wife into fitness with me. I'm not a coach. Go there and be gentle with her. You know, be encouraging and have her do what you're doing because that's more fun. You know, and if, again, as a man and you know your wife or your girlfriend can't do a pull up, don't pick pull ups that day. Do lat sure. pull downs. I mean, that she can do and do it with her, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's what creates a bond and, and a little togetherness and you can get sore together and talk about it later. And it makes it a fun environment instead of a, I'm going to put you in the corner. I'm going to train over here and you're going to feel like you don't know what you're doing. And yeah. you, I know so, you can't keep up with me because that's kind of where I feel like if I can ask bad. a question about that though. Mm -hmm. Um, I was addicted to the Snapchat app for a while cause I could make myself a baby or a girl mm -hmm. and like look at myself mm -hmm. And, and I feel like I'm a pretty attractive guy, but I, I wouldn't want you to have my body. If you <laughs> if you do what I do in the gym, aren't you going to get bulky and look like me? If I hear that one more time. <laughs> because I don't want you to have like big shoulders and pecs like me. So I, I feel Jesus. like aren't you going like, to look like me if You're you do my workouts? An aneurysm, brain aneurysm. <laughs> if I hear that one more time, like how I like, oh, my God, if I – trip and fall and, <laughs> and brush a dumbbell. dumbbell yeah, yeah and brush a dumbbell and train like two days a week am I gonna look like I don't want to get a oh my god I am the girl that every time I touch a dumbbell I get really big yeah. I'm like oh my god it's you yeah. the only woman on the face of the earth who can touch one fucking dumbbell and get uh. huge you're here you're in my presence oh my god I'm so happy to meet you that's <laughs> not a fucking thing yeah it's not a thing and the funny part is, is well, I, when I get when I start training and I and I lift anything that's heavy, my I just get like my quads get really big and my glutes get really big and I'm like, you mean your gut gets really big? Like, do you go after you do one training session and have a burger mm -hmm. and fries and so your pants get tight? Like, yeah. that's not fair. Don't do that to fitness. Yeah, Don't do yeah. that to lifting. And I was like, and I know women <laughs> who do bikini and fitness um, and bodybuilding competitions. I know them. They're friends of mine. Let me tell you about their eating regimen. If only they could trip and fall and hit their head on a dumbbell three times a week, they, they could get yeah. big. If only. I'm like one of my girlfriends who's a, who's a, an, a pro in, in the bodybuilding world is uh, – no, she's bigger. And um, she has to blend her food because she doesn't have enough time to chew it all in a day. Yeah, yeah. Like legit. Like she works – you know, she works all day. She's a nurse. And so she has to blend up meals and put them in a cup so she can drink them just to get the calories in. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm no. like, so give I, me your stuff. And by the way, a woman's level of testosterone compared to a men's level of testosterone, we don't even like have a blip on the map for the right. level of testosterone we have where men is men are through the roof. So you just don't even have the, the chemical chemistry makeup to, to get big, period. So, you know, Rob and I talk a lot about this. And I don't have a, my girls breathe a lot. They don't do a lot of cardiovascular work, but still have amazing transformations mm-hmm. with figure, with getting smaller no, on the but, waist. But, I mean, muscle mm-hmm. just burns calories better than, yeah. you know, like when you're just sitting there, the more muscle mass you have, sort of the more energy you're burning. So, exactly. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And I've always told yeah. women too, you know, let's just start lifting weights like we mean it. And when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, then we can talk about maybe right. changing directions. But well, like you should get brilliant. there first. And it's, it's funny because like I said, most of your girls are doing like – I can't remember the last time I saw your girls doing quote unquote cardio. They don't. Like right. I walk in. They're doing skull crushers, lat pull downs, seated cable rows, Squats, bicep curls. Deadlifts. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. neck exercise. And what the hell are you working out your neck for? Like <laughs> on the on – the, you've turned the inverse curl machine into like a neck. For myself. <laughs> thingy um <laughs> what the hell you- no necessity is the mother of invention right yeah but it's, it's but it's true. a kind of thing where you have your girls do that stuff and they lose weight and they look mm-hmm. good and they're seeing fitness goals it's not your traditional elliptical trainer but think about it practically ups. like if you're going to be on one end of that spectrum would you rather be on the end of the spectrum where you've got 30 pounds of fat to lose or maybe i'm a little more muscular than i want to be I, and to this, I mean? day, like, to this day, I've never coached anyone who said I wish I was a little less muscular. Exactly. I've never ever encountered that in my life. I've had women who are overweight tell me that they're afraid of that. Mm-hmm. I've never had a woman be in shape and complain about their muscle. Oh mass. yeah, I've yeah. never heard that either. Like, oh, I'm, I'm too, I'm too strong. I, yeah, I'm, I need uh, to get a little weaker and a little flabbier. Like that's just, <laughs> it's yeah. a better look for me. Doesn't happen. Oh, you know what I say to women who like, I just want a smaller waist. I go get bigger lats and a bigger ass. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's all, it's all optical illusion anyway. Well, and that, what do you think a small waist comes from? That is true because from you, having your hips and your lats wider than your waist. And standing yeah, at, like a, a, at the right angle, right? Yeah. Like you want a smaller waist, get bigger lats and a bigger butt. And that's, you know, period. So it, don't be afraid of putting that muscle mass on. It's not masculine. It's quite feminine. And some of these women that have the best bodies and the women that you idolize, these figures you idolize, are those that have a muscular frame. Yeah, it's true. Now, um, we've got an announcement to make with you, Lisa, because obviously uh, our time's running out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we could frankly talk about women's fitness for hours and yeah. hours. And at some point, we should produce your own podcast about it. That'd be fun. Um, but we have this thing called the uh, Inner Circle. Uh, the website is innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. Um, for some reason, Joe, it doesn't work from all browsers. So you might have to go to the maximuspodcast.com mm-hmm. and, and, and put the join button. But um, it's this service that we have where we talk to people. Uh, we have an online community of uh, people from all over the world that have joined. They ask questions. They support each other. It's really good. We have a forum. I guess yeah, that's it's a been, thing. It's more like a Facebook chat with everybody included. Mm-hmm. Um, we have programs on there, daily workouts. Uh, offer inspiration, uh, do some custom stuff yeah, for and people. It, and it's growing and evolving just by the day. So it's been pretty yeah. remarkable. Um, but Lisa, you're going to start taking part in that. Yes. So um, you'll be on there. So if anyone out there has questions about women's fitness, women's workouts, um, issues specific to women, because there, there are some, you'll be on there answering questions. Yes. Uh, and not not to pigeonhole you as a woman too, but if you want powerlifting, there's yeah. actually a guy on there right now who's constantly asking about powerlifting shit. I'm like, I just got to, 
put them in touch with my wife. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because, Amy, you'll know more about bench press and deadlift and squat than me. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, Joe, remember what we talked about earlier in the podcast? Lisa, even though you're less educated than me, (laughs) you'll be be really good. Joe, if I I die or you hear me scream, call 911 and have the police dispatched. Um, She's clutching a butter knife. Well, I I think we should get Lisa back on the podcast again soon. Yes, Um, but for real though, you got a great amount of education for powerlifting stuff, so – um, I, I think well, some people is definitely my thing, but movement movement patterns oh, are definitely my thing too. So if anyone out there has a question of why they've plateaued their squat or their deadlift or their bench press or any movement in particular, um, I'm really good at breaking those things well, down and, and finding kind of the weak link of the yeah. chain or some accessory exercise to, to increase the strength in the areas that you're missing. You could even like, I mean, I, I suppose people could even send a video and we could have her watch it or something. Yeah. Like yeah that. That's Post actually it. the best way. If anyone wants to DM me on Instagram um, with that kind of stuff, I would love to help you. Um, right, we can do that through the inner circle too. You can post yeah. videos. So yeah, don't Perfect. be giving yeah. that shit away for free. We're trying to sell. Yeah. I mean, come on. So we we're I'm gonna a, have I you. I want to help people. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have you. I mean, I'm trying to think, Joe, of all the things we learned this podcast. Well, so you're the, going here, inner here's, circle. Here's here's a, a little recap of just some some of the things that I think Lisa said that are worth repeating, um, and and just to kind of help sum this whole thing up for people. Because we started off talking a lot about the image of fitness with women and how women kind of feed the the negative image of women's fitness. And, and I mean, it's almost overwhelming. It's kind of like they, they don't want to do what the guys are doing. So they go and look at what the girls are doing. But the girls they're looking at are kind of lying to them about what they're doing. And so it doesn't feel like there's a way out. But the, the next point that Lisa brought home was the, the transformative nature of training. Yeah. And then, Rob, you actually said once she had a specific training goal, it was like that transformation got out of the gym and into the rest of her life. And all of a sudden, she's healing relationships. She's she's healing her own relationship with food. She's uh, uh, figuring out that she's been working out too much and needs to rest more. And all of a sudden, she's getting to the places she needs to go. And we, we talk about on this podcast all the time. It's not just what you do in the gym that matters. Like everything in your life needs to be sort of organized in a particular way. And so for Lisa, the powerlifting became that kind of a thing. And so even though on the outside, this is it's, it's almost like impossible for anybody to cut through all the clutter by finding a focus and, and finding a voice that you can really trust and listen to, you can start to lay that foundation down, even to the point where uh, we, we kind of wrapped up talking about couples training together. Uh, when I think of a married couple, I'm thinking of a unit that's self-supportive, right? He supports her, she supports him, whatever. There's there's this synergy. You want what's best for the other person for their own sake. I mean, that's kind of the definition of love, however you want to look at it. And yet, there's still parts of those people's lives that aren't aligned to that, that come apparent when they start training together. And so there's this constant evolution of trying to get everything else in your life to line up. And the most important thing with that, Joe, I think to, to add to that is why would you not want your partner to be the best they can be? Yeah. Amen. Like this, amen. this thing happens where a guy and girl are married and then the girl wants to start going to the gym or the guy wants to start going to the gym and the other person is jealous. Yeah. They're yeah. angry. Why are you doing this? What? So I can live longer and be healthier for you and be a better example for mm-hmm. our kids. And like, you don't want me to look good. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, because 
I would prefer my wife to be 40 pounds overweight and lazy and have health problems when she's 60. Right. Like, yeah. no, get your ass to the gym and now. And it's a lot easier to do in a partner setting. Like you just said, we support each other when we're on vacation to go to the gym. I support you going to the gym. You support me going to the gym. We both support each other in having a healthy diet and a diet that supports our training and a diet that doing that together is I don't know if anyone's ever tried to diet or beyond some sort of um meal prep when their significant other isn't yeah it makes it really difficult even bed early because that used to be yeah. a problem yeah. for you but you know, we go to bed now at 8 30 or 9 o'clock and it's like we had to talk about that it's like it used to be well, why don't you stay up till 10 30 babe if you want to be better you got to be in bed at nine o'clock mm-hmm. like it's like a thing that we do together versus people trying to drag each other down yeah it's like yeah. no babe you got a really important week with your deadlifting like get to bed early mm-hmm. that helps yep. like it helps during the day um you know so uh, I, I think working out as a couple can be great and w- w- like spend some time together. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't necessarily do that cause we're on different programs and we support each other by, we have a bit different of a, you know, arrangement, but like I'm training while she's got the kids and vice yeah. versa. So yeah. it's like we can support each other, but, but we do relate to each other and we yes. support each other in the sense that we both have goals. Mine being lifting, yours being jujitsu. People ask me, do, do, do you do jujitsu? Cause he does it. I'm like, no. And he doesn't power lift either. Mm-hmm. He does jits. He trains, but he has some power lift. But you can we, help each other. Yes, but we support each other. And some people don't get that. They're like, well, how are you doing two different things? I'm like, because I respect an athlete and I respect a sport, you know, and, and I, so I support and respect but, his his um, dedication to it and vice versa. Rob will never give me a hard time. No, but it also helps for schedule. Like you can go away on weekends to power lift and I've got the kids. And right. Like you can you can support people oh, by it, that that will get super ugly if it's like oh you're going away again and abandoning me with the kids yeah. like oh yeah. well Joe even and then, things, and then and then you're off at competition and you're just thinking about like oh god when I get kill back me when I get home yeah. yeah but be supportive like you could even like you might you might not have kids but you could make somebody's lunch well, like then, you talk yes. about people that oh I don't have time to meal prep couldn't you take a minute and pick me up food. Right. Couldn't you meal prep for me? Right. Couldn't you like, there's multiple ways to support each other. So Lisa, we thank you for being on here. Yeah, very much. Uh, if, you, if you want to get a hold of Lisa, obviously at Lisa Maximus for your Instagram, um, www.lisamaximus.com and watch for her uh, in the coming weeks on the inner circle to answer uh, questions uh, on form, programming, eating, uh, nutritional expert, um, even though I'm more educated. Um, and, <laughs> sorry, did that come out loud, Joe? I really apologize about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know what I think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna frame all my degrees. I have nine of them, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them on the wall hey, here. Lisa, just, just mirror. remember, all of those degrees came from Canadian institutions. Yeah, that, that's actually true. Joe. It's like, it's like our dollar. It's like half, uh, half of the American but the, standard. The truth is, I think that Joe has more certifications than you and I put together. You may. I, that is. It's true. Um, that, that's the truth. Yes, yes. The validity of those, but we, you know. <laughs> so this is devolved. We need to stop now. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, of course.